Greetings, patriots. This is Perry Green. I want to thank you for listening in to today's podcast on God in America. Today's title is Election Day. Years ago, Massachusetts started having an Election Day sermon for the newly elected legislators of their colony and then their state. This practice then spread to other colonies and states. They usually invited a prominent minister to present a sermon to the elected officials that contained topics like fundamental law, unalienable rights, the Republican form of government, specific issues under the consideration of that legislature, and so on. With the models of biblical lawgivers such as Moses, Joseph, Nehemiah, Jesus, and others before them, a variety of men spoke to the legislature to remind them of their responsibility and accountability before God. One such election sermon preacher was the president of Harvard, Samuel Langdon. I'd like to read a lengthy quote from an election sermon he presented to the Massachusetts Provincial Congress on May 31, 1775. As you listen, consider the similarity of his time and ours. The message had a profound impact, resulting in it being published and distributed throughout the colonies. Listen to what he said. We have rebelled against God. We've lost the true spirit of Christianity, though we retain the outward profession and form of it. We've neglected and set light by the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and his holy commands and institutions. The worship of many is but mere compliment to the deity, while their hearts are far from him. By many, the gospel is corrupted into a superficial system of moral philosophy little better than ancient Platonism. My brethren, let us repent and implore the divine mercy. Let us amend our ways and our doings, reform everything that has been provoking the Most High, and thus endeavor to obtain the gracious interpositions of providence for our deliverance. May the Lord hear us in this day of trouble. Wherefore is all the evil upon us? Is it not because we've forsaken the Lord? Can we say we are innocent of crimes against God? No, surely it becomes us to humble ourselves under his mighty hand, that he may exalt us in due time. If God be for us, who can be against us? The enemy has reproached us for calling on his name and professing our trust in him. They have made a mock of our solemn fasts and every appearance of serious Christianity in the land. May our land be purged from all its sins. Then the Lord will be our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble, and we will have no reason to be afraid, though thousands of enemies set themselves against us round about. May the Lord hear us in this day of trouble. We will rejoice in his salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. What do you think would happen if we, the people, demanded election sermons? There would probably be outrage with cries of, unconstitutional, and separation of church and state. Yet this was done constitutionally in the early days of our nation. Did you notice that there was little Christian concern for the separation of church and state in the pandemic? Churches gladly rolled over to whatever the government said and says. Few choose to obey God rather than men. It seems a little one-sided, doesn't it? Well, it was intended to be one-sided, with the government staying out of the affairs of the churches while Christians were to be involved in government. 
That was the wall of separation that Thomas Jefferson spoke of. You see, in the Bible, the people and prophets of God challenged their political leaders. Elijah challenged Ahab and Jezebel in 1 Kings 18 and 21. Isaiah challenged Hezekiah in 2 Kings 20 and Isaiah 39. Daniel confronted Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 4. Azariah and some priests confronted Uzziah in 2 Chronicles 26. Even in the New Testament, Peter, Paul, John the Baptist, even Jesus challenged the leaders of the day. We are at fault when we opt out of dealing with the governmental agencies and hide behind a misquoted constitution as an attempt to justify ourselves. God wants earthly powers to be challenged. He wants us to be the conscience of the culture. He wants accountability in the leadership of the nation. And if we won't do it, who will? Well, as we close, I want to encourage us to keep the light of accountability burning.